Welcome, PLC. My name is Dan Stores, and I have the honor of serving as a life group leader, a prayer partner, and an usher at our amazing church. Today is day 12 of our 21 days of prayer and fasting. Let me start by saying congratulations. You're well over the halfway mark. My prayer is that you're holding strong to your commitment and that you're experiencing amazing closeness with our Father. Please remember, this fast is for you to draw closer to God and to experience an intimate relationship with our Heavenly Father. If you've stumbled with your commitment, it's okay. God understands. Pick it up from here and remember, this isn't a competition. It's a journey to a closer and more intimate relationship with our Lord and Savior. I encourage you in your prayer time to believe outside the box. Let me ask you this. If every prayer that you prayed during this fast was answered, what would your life look like? What would your relationship with your spouse or your children or your mother and father or your boss look like? Challenge yourself to believe that our God answers big prayers. Expect miracles. As you have followed each daily devotional, you realize that our subjects are based off of going deeper in our relationship with Jesus and living that fully devoted life with Him. So, today we're going to look at what loyalty to the call looks like in the midst of our running away when it's hard or cancel culture. Let's be honest, in the world that we live in today, Christians aren't viewed in a great light. The media portrays us as a bunch of crazy right-wing religious zealots. Hollywood casts Christians as ignorant, uneducated sheep. Our own government paints us as unpatriotic and selfish because we choose to believe the Bible over hyped-up medical reports. We're told that we discriminate against women because we believe that babies have rights and that we shouldn't be allowed to kill them just for our own convenience. I could go on and on, but I think you get the point. So, the question is, how do we face the criticism that is inevitable? How do we find the strength to swim upstream when it would be so easy just to go with the flow? I'm going to spend the next few minutes looking at what the Bible teaches us about standing firm in the midst of the fire. Coincidentally, we'll start with a story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the Old Testament book of Daniel. This is one of my favorite stories in the Bible. Daniel chapter 3 starts with King Nebuchadnezzar creating a gold statue that was 90 feet tall and 9 feet wide. That's a big one. After setting the statue up in Babylon, he put out a decree that every person in the region was to bow before his statue when they heard a bunch of different musical instruments that I won't bore you by naming. The story tells us that every person in the region bowed to the statue when they heard the music, except for three men named Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. As you can imagine, King Nebuchadnezzar was not very happy, and he commanded that they be brought before him. He then gave them one more opportunity to bow before his beloved statue. We pick the story up in Daniel chapter 3, starting in verse 16. Their response, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. Here's my favorite part. Verse 18. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue that you have set up. Again, as you can imagine, this sort of ticked off old Nebuchadnezzar. He commanded that the furnace be heated seven times hotter than usual. Then he ordered his strongest men to bind our boys up and throw them in the fire. I think most of you know how the story ends. As King Nebuchadnezzar looks in amazement, he sees four men walking into the furnace. Not a single hair on their bodies were burned. They were completely unharmed. 
Three men decided it didn't matter what happened to them. It didn't matter what people thought. It didn't matter that they were facing almost certain death. They stood up for their God. They believed in the God of miracles. And guess what? God stood up for them. God walked with them in the fire. He delivered them from what seemed like an impossible situation. Church, do you believe that the God of the Old Testament is the same today as he was back then? Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do you believe that? If you do, then our calling is to stand up for our beliefs like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did. And here's the best part about it. Most of us, if not all of us, will never face a situation where we could lose our lives for our God. The worst thing that might happen is we get ridiculed. We might lose a friend. We could lose a promotion. But imagine how great it would be to watch God take our situation and turn it for good. You see, the story in Daniel chapter 3 doesn't just end with Nebuchadnezzar being amazed. It ends with the king turning to God. Verse 28, Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sent his angels to rescue his servants who trusted in him. They defied the king's command and were willing to die rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. Verse 29, Therefore I make this decree. If any people, whatever their race or nation or language, speak a word against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they will be torn from limb to limb and their houses will be turned into heaps of rubble. There is no other God who can rescue like this. Wow, what a change for King Nebuchadnezzar. God can take our faith and change lives. Before Lori and I moved to Colorado, we ran a group of radio stations in Arkansas. We had several employees that worked for us that, well, let's just say they didn't believe the same way we did. And to be completely honest with you, at this time in our lives, I wasn't really walking with the Lord either. Thankfully, God got a hold of Lori and she became as fired up for the Lord as anyone I've ever seen. She emulated the love of Christ every single day. She distanced herself from the evil that was permeating from our office. She walked with grace and love and literally showed what it was like to be the hands and feet of Jesus to a really dark group of people. She took a lot of persecution. She cried often, but she kept strong in her faith. Long story short, we ended up moving to Colorado and lost touch with most of those people. Then one day out of the blue, Lori got a Facebook message from one of the worst of the people we knew there. This girl openly mocked God to Lori when we lived in Arkansas. She was as far from God as you could get. Well, in the message that Lori received, the girl explained how she watched Lori all those years in amazement of her faith, that she never could shake how different she was from the rest of us and how she was such a light in a very dark place. She told Lori that her consistent relationship with Jesus is a big reason that she's walking strongly with the Lord. She's a born again believer today. She was changed because Lori refused to give in to the jokes at her expense. My wife is one of my heroes because of stories like that. Church, you never know when someone is watching you. You never know the life you're influencing by your kindness or your love or even your willingness to stand firm when things get difficult. So how do we as believers stand firm in our faith like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? First, and most importantly, I believe we need to lean on God. In our flesh, we're weak. With God, we are strong. Church, each day I urge you to do what Paul talks about in Ephesians. Paul tells us to put on the full armor of God so that we will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. Are you daily putting on the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the shoes that come from the good news so that you're fully prepared? Are you holding up the shield of faith? Are you using the sword of the Spirit? 
Don't fight this battle alone. God has given us weapons and armor to defeat the enemy. Use them. 1 Corinthians 16.13 says, Be on the alert. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. Be strong. Our strength comes from the Lord and from preparing ourselves by reading and memorizing the Bible. At one point in my life, I was a pretty good athlete. I trained hard to be the best I could be. I spent hours in the weight room. I ran miles every day. I watched film on my competition. I was committed. My challenge for you is to be as committed to standing firm in our faith as we are to the things of this world. Paul says in his letter to the Corinthians, chapter 9, verse 27, I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified from the prize. Part of this is simply making a choice. Is popularity on earth worth more than treasure in heaven for eternity? Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that this is easy, but it is a choice that you can make every day. Remember what God promises us in Romans 8.28. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. What we do is not in vain. We do it because we know that life on this earth is short compared to the eternity with our Father in heaven. Church, stand firm. I know you can. I believe in you. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the amazing strength that you provide for us. Thank you for examples like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that we can learn from. We love you with our full hearts and pray that you continually strengthen us every day. God, we're weak without you, but with you, our strength is endless. Help us to remember each day by putting on the full armor that you have provided for us. Give us wisdom to know how to handle difficult situations and help us to remember that we don't fight against flesh and blood, but against the evil forces of this world. Lord, thank you for each individual that is listening to this devotional. Bless them for their dedication to having a closer relationship with you. Thank you for our amazing pastors and leaders at Passionate Life Church. Continue to bless them as they shepherd your flock. God, go before us today and help us to remember what we're truly living for. We love you, Lord. Amen.